Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also at Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we've got a Patreon. Uh, you can support us on there. The show is free, but we appreciate anything that you guys can contribute. It's at www.patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. And I want to give a quick shout out to my top patrons, who are Chris Bolga, Jeff Widman, Michael Cross, and Joseph George. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Uh, we also have a Teespring if you want to buy some merch. We've got Discord and Facebook groups you can join if you want to continue the conversation after what you hear today. And please, if you like what you heard today, subscribe and rate the show. It helps new listeners find us. Uh, two quick things coming up here. In March during AllCon, we're going to have two panels. One at uh, on the 12th. On Thursday at 9 p.m., we're going to be talking about The Creature from the Black Lagoon. And on the 14th at 11 a.m., we'll be talking about the movie Them. In both panels, we'll have Michael Cross and Christopher R. Mim, who we've heard on the show many times. Um, our live shows are super fun, guys. Please come out. Uh, we film, like, the, or we record the first 30 minutes or so, just us chatting, and then you guys chime in for a Q&A portion, and it's, it's a blast. If you have fun listening to this, you have even more fun being there live and being a part of the show. All right. Well, I've got a returning guest here today. I've got Nick. Hello. Say hi, Nick. Hey, welcome. Um, back. Welcome back. So full disclosure, guys, we're doing something a little bit different today. Um, instead of our typical uh, format, which is each week I have a guest and that guest chooses a movie that they love and then we discuss that movie. Um, this time we're talking a little bit about a movie we saw this weekend called Fantastic Fungi. Um, and we saw this at the Texas Theater, Texas Theater on yeah. Thursday. Um, so yeah, we just were really moved by what we saw and we wanted to take a quick moment to just chat about that with you guys. So this movie was part of Best of Fest, which was a festival that took place February 27th through March 1st. Uh, the first night took place at the Texas Theater, and the rest of the festival was at Alamo Drafthouse Cedars in Dallas. Uh, so opening night was pretty packed, would was, you say? I, it was It was really crowded. I've never seen it that crowded there. I know. It was really cool. A lot of people came out to support this. Um, Earth X Films was a big part of this festival and they were instrumental in getting this movie to us uh, in order for that to be kind of the opener. And I know a lot of you guys out there are passionate and interested in combating climate change. And so this was a really cool movie that kind of touched on those things. Um, it was pretty environmental heavy, but also just fun to watch, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was like a documentary that gave you a bunch of information, but they, they kind of kept it fun. 
Yeah. Kind of off the cuff, a little... Oh, not like rough, but it's like the people in it are kind of... They're not like these stiff doctors. They're, exactly. They That's were a doctors, really good point. but I mean, they're kind of... Some of them were. <laughs> some of them were. Yeah, some were just enthusiasts. I think they did a really good job of having both, like balancing it with science and facts, but also just a little bit of... Um, you know, theories and also having some layman that kind of can explain yeah. some of this stuff and break it down for us so that we could understand. Because I don't think I'm dumb, but I don't understand. I don't know a lot about that. So yeah, I don't cool. know anything about the Mushroom Kingdom. So it was really interesting. Um, before we continue, I'm going to read a quick synopsis. Uh, Fantastic Fungi was directed by Louis Schwartzberg. It's a conscious shifting film that takes us on an immersive journey through time and scale into the magical earth beneath our feet, an underground network that can heal and save our planet. Through the eyes of renowned scientists and mycologists like Paul Stemmett, best-selling authors Michael Pollan, Eugenia Bone, Andrew Way, and others, we become fully aware of the beauty, intelligence, and solutions the fungi kingdom offer us in response to some of our most pressing medical, therapeutic, and environmental challenges. Yeah, they covered all that. <laughs> they did. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, Louis Schwartzberg, who has spanned three decades working on this kind of like time-lapse film. He's currently in season three of a show called Moving Art, which just got picked up by Netflix. So knowing that background, I think that um, that definitely influenced a lot about how I personally felt about the film. I felt that the look of the film was beautiful. It was definitely, I mean, it definitely has, like, the budget of, like, Nova or something like that. I mean, it has a documentary feel. Right. And But the CG was, like, really good, too. Like, not yeah. just the time lapse, but also when sometimes they had to rely on the CG as well. It looked really good, really yeah, when polished. Yeah, they showed, like, underground. They, they, they essentially, it essentially looks like underground minus the dirt. Like, right. you see all, like, the root systems and the, like, pathways and everything that are under the ground, but they, like, kind of, like, made it look as if it was suspended mm -hmm. in space almost. Yeah. It was really cool. Cool yeah. visuals. I think they did a good job because there's a lot of, like, in the beginning, I think there's kind of a lot of technical jargon, honestly, that, like, they explain a lot of things really quickly that, you know, to somebody like me who hasn't studied mycology... Um, gets really lost, but they have all these great visuals. And then, like we mentioned earlier, they have people like Paul Stemmets, who is a best-selling novelist and has turned his passion for fungi uh, into a huge career where he sells mushrooms. And he's even identified a lot of new species. He's done things that, you know, other scientists haven't done, and he's not even a scientist. He just loves them that much. Yeah, didn't they say there's, like, so many... There's more species of mushrooms than in any plant, and I think they said he found he's found like thirty something of them, individual like totally unique strains or whatever. Yeah, what was really cool about this documentary to me was it was very um, accessible in the sense that they were like, you know, one of the big messages they were pushing is that we really need to explore this further, and it would be great if everybody would go out there. And look at it together. So yeah. they suggested many times like, hey, go outside in your backyard and start looking for this stuff and be a part of this. And they showed several examples of people really being won over by Paul's work. Um, some people really young. Some people were businessmen yeah. and how they took his passion and did so much with it. And I thought that was pretty inspiring. Like maybe I don't agree with like 
everything that was said or maybe I felt like I needed to do my own research some of the time but I was definitely inspired by I think his enthusiasm was really infectious and it made me want to know more yeah he's I mean he's for not being a salesman he can really talk his subject up I mean it made me more interested I mean you I I don't like mushrooms. I don't like to eat them. <laughs> well, yeah, but we didn't even mention that. Nick is a mushroom hater. So that's like even them. funnier that but I made him watch this, this with this me. this whole thing, I'm like, man, I wish I liked them because they're talking about all these like health benefits and like uh, like super high nutritional, like, um, what am I trying to say there? Just nutritional value, I guess. Yeah, just yeah. a high nutritional value that some of these have. And it's like, I don't like them. So I'm missing out on a lot of this. I know. I think, you know, I've, I've asked you to talk about something today that maybe is a little daunting for both of us. Neither one of us are scientists. No. We just liked this movie, it so we want to chat about it. But um, I think one thing that I noticed right away, um, so they were talking about how, you know, we, we look at just the mushroom. Um, and the mushroom is really just the part that comes out of the ground. You, you mentioned earlier, there's like a huge network underneath yeah. the ground. And they go deep into explaining all all kinds of stuff about why that's beneficial, why that's, you know, how they work. And a big part of uh, their function is to break things down. You know, they're kind of like nature's decomposition agents. That's not a scientific term, but you know what yeah. I mean. It's, it's almost kind of like take, think like uh, like trees and plants take in CO2 and make oxygen. These things like break down physical stuff. Yeah, like... Matter, and, yeah, like, like trees bi- like and like animals and stuff, stuff. Yeah. and they make it, they turn it into usable soil for the plants around it and everything. It's kind of cool that it does such a big job, and you don't even see half of them. Yeah, I think they said, you know, one reason why people don't learn a lot about fungi is because it's unappealing, right? Like, when you think about, like, mold or decay, yeah. I mean, it's not pretty. That's all it is, mold <laughs> just little tiny ones and... But I think we forget that, like, you know, penicillin was mold. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. And so it's... Very, very (laughs) important. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge medical breakthrough. Right. Cheese. Cheese, beer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that fungi is a huge part of our lives. And it's just something that we don't think about a lot because it's not pretty to look at. I think because there's so much of it, too. Like, so much is being used that you don't even know. You don't think about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think about like portobello mushrooms. Like I, walking into this documentary, I I wasn't really, like, I I remember the selling point. I read the description and I was like, how is this all going to work? But it goes so many different directions in this documentary that I think, I don't know, it's just, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. And they kind of touch on everything from like the cleaning up the forest, uh, rejuvenating the soil, um, mushrooms you can eat, the magic mushrooms the hallucinogen ones the the like like medicinal properties of some of them it's i mean they really touch all over the 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 board with this i have two favorite stories um that i think are more uh i guess like easier for me to understand or easier for me to like yeah for me to connect with um the the two that i'm thinking of is i really love that story about and i think it was that paul stemitz guy that came up with that idea of um, bees have this, bees and termites have this ability to come in contact with something that is toxic and they know that it's so bad that when they try to come back to the hive, 
um, the other worker bees will kill them and then kill themselves to avoid infecting the queen. Yeah. And he came up with something that bypassed their ability to fend that off. And that way he could get rid of, like, you know, entire huge termite mounds and things like that. Yeah, and that way you're not spreading chemicals all over other stuff, like poisoning beneficial insects and plant life. And then I think the bee example was something, um, I'm kind of melding some of these examples into one, but I think the bee one was, like, the opposite of that, like, figuring out how to cure bees from... Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think... Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. There were so many different things. I think the... I think the fungus would would be beneficial in certain areas, mm-hmm. uh, enhance plant life and flowers, and, and bees would be attracted to it. And so they say a lot of beekeepers are starting to kind of plant different types of mushrooms and fungus around the farm. That's right. That, that checks that, out, yeah. Because uh, they said these, a lot of times the, when they break stuff down, it also speeds up the growth of new life. Yeah. And so if these bees have more access to flowers and they're going to they're going to make more honey, they're probably going to make more bees. Right. Yeah, I mean it's just really cool stuff and so actually I guess I have three examples. The last one that I really liked was the one about the oil spill. Yeah, how they that was said, really cool. Yeah, that fungi doesn't just break down, you know, uh, I guess what we think of as like natural stuff, I guess it's still technically natural, but yeah, they, can, they actually have the ability to break down oil and convert that into something that attracts insects, which in turn attracts birds, which, you know, when birds come and they poop, they leave behind like seeds, seeds and that grows and new life. life. And they've actually shown how they could clean up like a huge like oil dump somewhere by using this process by literally just using fungi it sounds like science fiction but it's really interesting the point they try to make a lot in the film is that fungi have this ability to you know they cause decay but they're also there when things start and so they have this like natural ability to start the whole life process over and that we're not really tapping into and utilizing that in ways that we could be right yeah yeah it was really i think what you were talking about the um the the pollution um fixes i think they said they did like a study like they had three like oil soaked heaps almost right 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 they tried three different things and one was like i don't even remember what the other ones were because they weren't that interesting but they said they all (laughs) essentially i think one was like just generic bacteria and stuff like that and another one's something else but they said all three of them cleaned the messes they were given, but only the one with the, the fungus had new life on it. Right. So it's almost like they can clean it, but it's still unusable. But the fungus would actually make it reusable. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, because it's a natural solution. It's more natural than yeah. some of the other solutions were. Yeah, because it's breaking it down and it's rejuvenating the soil, unlike just cleaning it in a sense if you guys hear snoring in the background it's our pug he's not asleep we promise there's not some old man back there just snoring casually while we record i'm looking at him right now he's got his big googly eyes open he's wide awake but he's snoring we'll post a picture of him but um but yeah i uh that stuff was really cool and again i was saying earlier it kind of sounded like science fiction which was kind of funny because at the end of the movie they showed a clip from star trek discovery because there's a creature that they find in space in star trek discovery that essentially is like it has a fungi yeah he can 
he can access the oh what are they like the spores that come out the of them spores yeah because i think before the warp core in star trek they they invented this thing called the spore drive yeah which essentially is like this invisible network all throughout time and space and that if they can tap into it they can they can jump because the ship can like jump to different locations well what's cool is that creature came from paul stemmett's work and yeah, I think it's even it's in some ways like stuff. named after him, which I'd have to go back and look at what the name of the creature was called. But I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and Quick it, plug, it, go watch first season of Discovery is really good. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's a great show. Um, and so this kind of we'll go into the second part. So, you know, in the uh, medical industry, mushrooms were studied a lot in like the 60s and 70s. And mm-hmm. then that was pretty much halted by Nixon. Who, the war on drugs. Right. Yeah, because he just saw like the magic mushrooms as being bad and so when they banned that they banned all study of it right i mean use of it most harmful drugs even you know a lot that you know are very scary to think about now or or bad now a lot of them started in the lab you know so it's like um but i do think that uh you know after watching this i feel this is where i feel sort of like on the fence of like i don't know but they made a lot of interesting points about how you know the fear of what that stuff can do halted um research on it in ways that maybe they didn't need to it may have been an overreaction i feel like it could have stayed in in the research phase just i mean learn about it don't hide what you're scared of you know Mm -hmm. and i and so like actually the guy that we keep bringing up paul he had this experience where he was reading about mushrooms and he decided to try it and he had this really bad stutter that he's had since he was a child and it was so bad he couldn't get through a whole sentence it hurt him academically in school like he probably would have been a scientist had he not had this um holding him back Uh, And so he had this transformative experience while he was high on mushrooms. (laughs) But he said he took way too much. Yeah, he said he took like a whole bag of them. Yeah, it should have been like like 10 or 20 doses or something. He just ate all of them. Right. And so he has this experience um, that sounds, you know, it sounds super like hippie and like, you know, out there. Um, But strawberry hills forever. Pretty much. (laughs) And afterwards, he overcomes his stutter and so he it immediately converts him into being really in love with mushrooms and what they can do to learn more he wanted to learn all about it and what other properties it had because i think he i don't think he necessarily even cared about the the trip he was on he just he felt different afterwards yeah he felt it it was a religious experience for him Um, And they make a point in the documentary about how uh, there's a theory that, you know, our ancestors, part of what expanded their minds and and helped them leap forward in intelligence was that they accidentally possibly ate mushrooms. Yeah, they maybe started thinking differently and that led to new discoveries like the wheel and fire and everything. But it's just because their synapses were firing differently on these uh mushrooms they're eating right and this is all conjecture i just want to yeah. say like this is not but it proven. is a very interesting it's an thing. interesting it's like, idea okay, how do you go from here to here all of a sudden it's like well something intervened yeah they're like sense. something happened yeah. this is one explanation so they this guy slowly figure it out right it seems like it's a, it's i mean they invented fire so it's literally a spark mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so that's kind of cool. So this guy, you know, he... This really changes him. It, it leads to a whole career in finding mushrooms and him discovering new mushrooms. And there's a whole subculture of other, you know, mushroom enthusiasts who are really big believers. Call, uh, uh, fungifiles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so they go out there and they identify mushrooms. They eat mushrooms together. They just love mushrooms. Um, but there's also, you know, some doctors that... Uh, believe in this concept of microdosing, so mm-hmm. taking the concept of taking mushrooms, but you know, reducing the effects to yeah. a, a much smaller scale. I think they had like um, they they reduce it to like a tablet form almost. Yeah, and and what they do is they help people that are uh, cancer patients or people struggling with depression or PTSD, and you know, it's still in the phase of like not being. Oh, yeah, it's very accepted early or anything. experimental also still. But it's interesting, right? Like, it's like, there's a lot of things out there that I think we're afraid of or, you know, are new to us. And so I personally am, like, tempted to be like, no, you know. But after what I saw, I'm like, it's worth exploring. I mean, anything that I think that could help people with PTSD or depression. And there was actually a guy that, that night um, that we saw this movie. He was a, a vet. And he said that he had struggled with PTSD and had multiple attempts on his life. Really scary stuff. And he believes that this microdosing completely changed him Mm -hmm. and like cured his PTSD. I mean, he, this is something that he really is passionate about and cares about. Um, And even went as far as to say he's, he's kind of like the liaison of like, I'm the quote unquote normal guy, like explaining this to everyone else because he's like, I certainly didn't believe it until I got involved. So again, a lot of this is theory. A lot of it is new. um, But you know, that's how things start. You need the theories. But if, I mean, since it's open to research now, we might make leaps and bounds in the medical field. Right. But if not... We weren't before anyways. Right. So who's it hurting, really? Yeah, and and like they mentioned in the documentary, you know, things like penicillin started out as, you know, I'm sure people were like, that's nuts. And then pretty soon they they were putting moldy bread on people's wounds. Yeah. World War One, like, almost everyone probably would have died if it wasn't for that. Yeah, they said it saved, you know, so many lives. Tens of thousands. And that it actually altered the course of the war. So, you know, this stuff sounds crazy or, you know, different. Um, but it might take a little while, but yeah. it could lead to something in the future that could really help us or the planet is what this documentary was really getting at. Yeah, I think what I really loved about it was that, um, you know, a lot of times in the news, we're hearing such bleak forecasts of our future. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I literally avoid like news headlines about yeah you know, climate change, because it's so depressing. (laughs) Um, And it's almost like I want to put up the blinders and just like not deal with it. But this movie has such an optimistic view of it and such an accessible view of it. I just, I don't know, I really liked it. It has a, it has like a, a rosy outlook. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's, if it's actually going to happen that way or not, at least there's something to strive for. Right. It's something positive and new. And yeah, I really liked it. It's all natural. So it's not like, they have to wait for an invention to happen. Right. It's like we just have to do more here. research, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Okay, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I've been reading all the reviews, and they're mostly positive. One, like, negative I keep seeing come up. Um, so this, uh, there's a lot of parts in this movie where there's, like, a narrative 
uh, a narrator, I'm sorry, that is talking over what you're seeing and she's playing the role of the, the fungi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's Brie Larson. Um, and I didn't recognize her voice right away. Nick did. He was like, I feel like that's Brie Larson. Well, I, then... I recognize the voice. I just couldn't put a name to it. Oh, gotcha. And then once the credits roll, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's obvious to me now. But yeah, I couldn't figure it out the whole movie. Do you think that that narration added a lot to the movie? Or do you feel like, I don't know, how'd you feel about it? I mean, I guess I will say this. I feel it was a little, um, not to say it wasn't. Good. It was kind of like an elementary, yes, school touch on it. But a lot of documentaries are. A lot of documentaries have that. Like I agree. I mean, like people. No one complains when uh, Morgan Freeman narrates Penguin movies. That's true. You know, that's a good point. I saw a lot come up that said that it was like cheesy and silly, and I was it's like, a movie about mushrooms. Come on. <laughs> I think it's a way to make it a little bit more fun. Well, I mean, but sometimes got the... she said things that were like, we're there. We've been there since the beginning of time. We'll be there at the end. We're everything. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but I, I mean, yeah. it is true. I mean, the yeah, fungus that's true. was probably some of the first plant life, some of the first single-celled organism that developed, and it's probably going to outlast us, you know? That's true. That's what they're getting at. They're, right. They're just kind of making it like more fun instead of saying like... They're not like, you don't matter. Fungus does. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not kind like, of. This has been here forever, and it always will be. It's like, no, make it, make it fun, make it interesting, <laughs> kind of quirky. They should have got a what's that guy's name? Um, ben Stein. Oh yeah, Ben Stein. Ben Stein. He could have done it. Clear eyes. Then, guy. then it would have been more yeah. monotone. Um, yeah, no, you 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 post some good points because I read that and I kind of thought about it and I was like, there were a couple parts of the movie where I kind of went, mm, but you're right. I think I, mean, it, I agree with you, but I didn't have a problem with it. Like yeah, I think a lot of documentaries either. have that. Mm-hmm. When they want it to, to be very um, accessible and approachable to a wide audience. Yeah, they're thinking about their audience, like what age range. Maybe having that part of it, you know, helps younger listeners and viewers um, pay more attention. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're thinking about showing it in a school. Um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed it overall. I and liked the, it. I thought the, it was good. Yeah. And the Q&A after was good. It was kind of funny as like... So after this movie, um, they also had a little party for everybody that came and they had this um, fire truck that was cooking pizzas right there on site, which is kind of neat. Um, And the featured pizza was a mushroom mushroom pizza. pizza. (laughs) And I don't like mushrooms, so I couldn't enjoy it. (laughs) That's right. Um, This still didn't change your mind, huh? It didn't change your mind. Okay. You know, I don't mind the taste of mushrooms. I don't like the texture. Yeah. They're all very like. It's like a weird chewiness. Mm-hmm. But I like the taste. Like mushroom broth, I think, is delicious. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, they point out, too, in the documentary that there are some cultures that have used mushrooms in their medicine forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of, we're more like not, I mean, we're not, we don't use, we don't practice Eastern medicine. So it's like, this is new to us, but it's yeah. not new to everybody. Well, plus, like we were saying earlier, with the war on drugs, that kind of stunted everything. Yeah. So we're literally, what? 30 years behind where we could have been. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Like I mean, we don't know, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, all interesting stuff. Well, you know, this 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 was a little daunting. I hope that um, people listening can appreciate the fact that Nick and I tackled this as non-scientists. Because I haven't done a lot of documentaries on here. I, I think was, part of it is I'm a little afraid to. I was kind of worried <laughs> going into it. But then once we started talking about it, everything started coming back to me. I, I told Lisa, I'm like, 
I don't. I I thought it was a good documentary, but I I can't really remember a lot of stuff right now. But then the second we started talking, like, oh yeah, that that happened. That story. That I, guy. I think sometimes we undersell ourselves. Like you know, again, we're not experts, and no one expects us to be. But these movies aren't made for experts. They're made for people like you yeah. and me to and watch if, them and understand them and enjoy them. And if you enjoy it, if it hits a chord, you're gonna remember a few things here and there. And that's really all they want, you know. Yeah, they I want you to take something away from it. I'm kind of hoping now, like, you know, I would like to talk about more documentaries. I've talked about quite a few of them on my Patreon-only episodes, Mm. um, because those feel safer. Those people, you know, they they donate money, and they really care about what what I think for some reason. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Um, But, yeah, it's like, I I think I've been a little nervous when people have suggested them on this podcast, but I I think we need to talk about them, um, because, you know, my, my hope is to get everybody more interested and on board in our future like one thought i had watching it was you know uh, throughout time people have been very religious for many reasons but one of them is that i think we all want to be a part of something bigger mm-hmm. and you know one kind of cool thing i walked away with thinking about after this film is you know whether you're religious or not you are part of something bigger you're part yeah, you're of connected. this world um and you can choose to participate or not and i think sometimes i've chosen not to like throw my hands up and say there's nothing I can do but I thought this movie did a good job of being like there is so much we could do every day even the smallest thing could potentially make a huge difference later on down the road right and so I I think it's a good to tackle these kinds of things together so hopefully you guys out there listening to this maybe this will inspire you to pick something and come on the show and talk about it if you are an expert in any of these you know fields um please come on and and teach me so I can learn um would love to have you on but thank you nick for tackling this with me i really appreciate it sure. that and was fun. i thought it was, was really movie. fun so i don't think you can access this movie yet it's still hitting the film circuit so you can't download it right now but i will keep you guys updated as soon as it gets distribution please go ahead and take some time to look up you know earth x films look up this film as well fantastic fungi and you know just see what's out there because it's some really good stuff great stuff Great stuff. Great stuff. Primo stuff. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, (laughs) pretty good stuff. All right, guys. See you later. Bye.